Thank you for listening to the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. We here at the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast are simply fans of hockey, the New Jersey Devils, and professional wrestling, and are not to be considered as insiders or news reporters. Please note that opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of its hosts and occasional guests. Listener discretion is advised. Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! Chip, you know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. Right, folks. Welcome to episode 14 of High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. Lights, camera, action. Thanks to the Miz, and I came to play. Just in case, if we try to get sued, we're giving props to the band who did that. Yada, yada, yada. What's every, going on, man? Every what? time I hear that, uh-huh. I think of like when The Rock first came back from Hollywood, and he did the whole like Hollywood theme kind of thing to his. But that is one of the best fucking intros it is and of course like i said it matches the uh, the title that you made so thank you for that otherwise we'd be playing cm punk's <laughs> cult of personality again <laughs> but guess what it's like christmas all over again it's hockey season it is super hockey season super yeah well, not for our team no because we're we're, played yet. <laughs> we're on played game, game we're at, we're at game two coming up tomorrow the rest of the nhl is pretty much at their all-star break <laughs> It shows because everybody's hurt. Yeah, we're going to fucking get to that. Holy shit. You know it's hockey season when part of your show prep is who got hurt this week. Yep. <laughs> Who's hurt? Who's suspended? Who should be suspended? Uh, yeah. Pretty, you know what? If that ends up being like every week, that's easy for us. <laughs> easy peasy, folks. Easy peasy. I wish, I wish wrestling would put out like a hit list like hurt. You know, <laughs> he's on the IR. She's on the IR. Oh, uh, no, then we'd have to like read up on all those dirt websites and all that kind of stuff. And you know, I do that anyway. Uh, teach their own, I guess. All right, we'll start off with some NHL news and notes. Um, recently, there was some news out of Houston, folks. Houston, we have a problem. It seems as though the NHL Executive Committee Chairman Jeremy Jacobs has mentioned that after Seattle, pretty much Houston is good to go. Whether that's a move. Ottawa. <laughs> Carolina. Yeah. Who cares? Flip so, a coin. Does somebody move? 
Maybe if both of you put a team together, two teams together, <laughs> the, the the freshman and the JV team get together, and there's your seniors. <laughs> Which ties into Mighty Ducks. Oh, oh, oh spoiler oh, for the later oh, oh, later in the episode. Oh, oh, oh. But um, yeah, I mean. And I, I made a comment, on, I don't know, I forget which social media site it was. It's like, oh, you know, they're either going to be moving Carolina or Ottawa. And somebody decided to take the bait and go, Ottawa is never going to move anytime soon. Sure they're not. And I'm sitting here going, dope. He's a dope. They're owned. The, Carolina makes sense just because the guy who owns the dum 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 uh, <laughs> he, his company is based out of Houston. I can't. See oh my them. God! It it if it smells like fish, it looks like fish. Yeah. Tastes like fish. It's wow. a vagina. Oh, <laughs> punchy tonight, folks. Punchy tonight. <laughs> That's an hour of traffic. Sorry. <laughs> and it was a good fourteen show run. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say whose. Oh, okay. Who cares? My wife doesn't listen to this. <clears throat> I'm probably lost the one female <laughs> listener we had anyway. Oh, well. Oh, well, Tracy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Considering we're going to the game tomorrow and if she listens we'll to see. this we'll shit. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I swear. I know we're going off topic, but I swear. We're going to sit in our seats and both of them are going to just look up and go, do a show. Come on. <laughs> go do a show. Uh, yeah, I can't see Houston getting an expansion team. Somebody's got to move. Somebody's I mean, got to. Somebody's got to move. And it's. Then it screws up the, all, all the divisions again because now you're going to have, let's let's just say it's Al, Ottawa or Carolina move. They're going to move to the West. So now we have Seattle in the West. We have Houston in the West and one less team in the East. Unless, I mean, as much as I'd like a team in Houston, I think it would be cool. I mean, Dallas does well down there. They're, Houston has a history of hockey. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gordie Howe played there. So, I mean, they do have a, a history of it. Quebec deserves the team. Quebec totally deserves a team. But I thought, I thought I remember reading somewhere that, like, sure, like, from a from a fan standpoint, all that kind of stuff, yes, Quebec deserves a team. But, like, from a financial standpoint, they can't or they, or, or they won't make it again. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's been so long, so maybe they can have a quick. But why wouldn't they make it? The, the Canadian dollar is the same across the board just because they're in Quebec it doesn't really matter I think I think it would be like Winnipeg their building would be smaller but it would sell out they would sell out every game in Quebec City every game they would sell out maybe you can move the Panthers up there no the Panthers are starting the to get Panthers good the Panthers are huh? going to get good yeah but they're still going to play in front of 3,000 people mm, that's true hey maybe they the did Devils. sell out there <clears throat> yeah the devils aren't going anywhere. That old gag. Not now. Not now. All right. So, yeah. So, Houston's pretty much a shoe-in. The Houston shoes. Just like the Seattle totems. They'll be, they'll be the arrows. The arrow. E. A-E-R-O. Arrows. Like arrow pastel. Quick. Let me let me get the perfume sprayed all down here in the studio. That's that's Abercrombie. Abercrombie. My bad. Next on the hit list here, we have a new captain uh, for the Buffalo Sabres. Surprise, surprise, Jack Eichel. It was pretty cool how they did it. Did you watch the video? No. So they were doing, I don't know if it was a pre-practice or like a post-practice stretch, and Eichel is in the middle of the circle of the team stretching around him, and I don't know how, how they do it, if they just pick people random or you know whatever, the first one there. 
but uh, Housley comes over and, and basically announces to the team that Eichel is going to be captain. And the whole team kind of surrounds him and gets closer and closer to him. And they kind of like pat him on the head and like kind of like you would see after a game. Right. And it, it's, it, I think it's pretty cool. Um, at the same time, Anders Lee named captain by the Islanders. Is that just who was left? I mean, I can't. I mean, Barzell's too young. He will be, but he's too young. Um, Boychuk, Letty, I think those guys could have been. Right. But, I mean, I guess they figure he's signed long term. So it's not like he's going to run anyway. So, um, I, I it, it was weird to see that news come out. Um, after seeing news that, oh, the Islanders are just going to go with, you know, three A's and that was it. They weren't going to name a captain and all of a sudden, boom, you know, something comes up and goes, oh, you know, no, now you're captain. Maybe so, yeah. the, maybe he showed off, you know, maybe he, maybe then he, I mean, and, and not to, not to, not to take a stab at Ranger fans, but come on, you can have five A's and no captain. <laughs> they five. Might have, they might have more captains than they do assistant captains than they do wins by the end of the month. Oh, bang. No, I'm not saying as an insult. I mean, I've talked to my friends who are Ranger fans and it just, it reminds me of when John McClain was the coach of the Devils. Like, you're in, his intentions are good. He's sitting players already. That yeah, Shattenkirk's a, a, Shattenkirk, a, a, a scratcher. Uh, Nemestikov, he sat. Like, I get it. You're trying to set a tone for the younger guys, but I think if you go to that well after a game, three two games, games, yeah, that's you're, you lost the team already. You're gonna, the team's going to be like, who? What, what's going on here? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't last the year, Quinn. Which sucks because he deserves. He was he was a good, uh, not a good hire, but he was like a, a an attractive hire at a, like college. Yeah. That's. But again, if you, I mean, you can do that. You can bench a col- a star in college, but you can't bench a star it, in the NHL. And look what happened when McLean tried to do it to Kovey. Remember, Kovey didn't go to the meeting, and he benched him. And what what did McLean last another week and a half before mm-hmm. they fired him for doing that? I think I think anytime that you put in a new head coach and a new system and all that kind of stuff, you got to give it till January. Or if it's really new like this, like a college coach, you give it a year. If you just bomb in a year, so what? No, they have Lindy Ruff sitting there waiting. So he's still he's still the coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's he's right. The I don't, assistant. I don't remember any of the coach. I don't remember his name popping up anywhere. So that's true. That's right. If if he bombs, boom, Lindy Ruff's your head coach. I think they should have went with Lindy Ruff anyway. I don't understand why he's he's just kind of sitting there waiting. Like he knows. Like I'm sure that is Lindy Ruff good with the, with kids. No. I mean, from an NHL standpoint, not with no. the family aspect. Of it. No, he had a veteran team when he was down in when and he was up in Buffalo and down in Dallas. Well, and in Buffalo, he had a younger team because he had Drury and Briere mm-hmm. and all those guys when they were young. But Dallas, he had a veteran team. So, so maybe they were, well, you never Good know. Maybe. Ranger fans, yeah, I, and it's I not, and it's, the, not a, and it's not, and it's not a swipe. It's not really not. I've I've always said, and obviously being a Devils fan, what's good for the NHL is to have the Rangers being hot, being in the playoffs, and getting Stanley Cup runs. Why? Money's flowing in through New York. Yeah, Boom, they sell out anyway. They could suck balls, and they would. They're Corp- still going to sell. All those corporate seats are going to be filled, and mm. all the real Ranger fans are going to piss and moan on you know social media but they're still watching they're still buying the sweatshirts they're still you know uh, if you see that stupid commercial in the new york area they're still putting stickers on their helmets <laughs> on their work helmets 
Yeah. Um, also, a little bit of Buffalo news as of the, our, our recording today. Um, they currently hold a winning record of 2-1-0 and for the first time since January 24th, 2013. That covers a span of 2,084 days and 458 games played. Holy crap. That's a lot of, that's a lot of games. That's a, that's a lot of losses. Wow. More injuries. Paul Stasny has been put on the IR. Oh, God. Oh, for Vegas. Add him to that list. Uh, three stars of the week. I will start number three, Ben Bishop from the uh, Dallas Stars. Number two, Taze. Don't tase me, bro. Uh, number one star, Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews. I'm looking like a genius drafting him. <laughs> Fantasy hockey. I'm looking like a genius. Not that it, like, it was that hard to pick, but... Um, we'll, we'll, we'll piggyback on that one. Um, just with a quick, um, Brendan Shanahan had a message to his Toronto Maple Leafs players, um, sp- particularly to those folks who haven't signed yet. Take less and win in Toronto or be selfish and lose elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> he is gone. I, I he see. Is so gone. Who, Shanahan? No. Oh, Nylander? Nylander's gone. I see, I see both ends of it. Like, as a player, you have to get yours, as ghetto as that sounds. Like, you got to get yours but ha- when but ha- you can. But is he at that level where he can? I think he's asking for more than he's worth. But fuck it, that's his job. That's the agent's job. Yeah, right. I get it. Eight mil and the team's worth it to go six, six and a half, and nobody's budging. Nope. And 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 Toronto's winning, so guess yeah, they could sit guess back what? and go whatever, but. The smart thing is that Nylander hasn't come back. Like, he hasn't said something back to Shanahan's comment. You know, like, oh, when we were in Detroit, you know, some guys took less money to keep the team together. Well, here's the thing. It's not that hard for Brett Hull to take less money because he made his millions. It's not that hard for Steve Eiserman to take less because he had already made his millions. Shani, you already made your millions. Fedorov already made your millions. Right. William Nylander is, is up to make his millions. Right, he's a 22-year-old kid, 23-year-old kid who needs to make his money. It's just, it's just amazing. I mean, I, 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 I keep hearing that, and then I kept thinking of Miles Wood, thinking, "Dude, you're not there yet. D- just take, take a bridge, and go." Well, he got. I mean, he, I think he just made 500 grand more than I would have given him. But, but is Nylander worth eight? Probably not. No. Is he worth seven? Mm. Six no. and a half. He's he's between six and seven. Whether you want to make it like seven seven five five five, you know, for like a six year deal, or you want to make a four year deal and give him seven mm-hmm. seven, you know, and then five five. But whatever. All right. So he'll so- be the first when they realize they need a defenseman because you can't keep winning games <laughs> seventeen to three. <laughs> When they realize they need a defenseman, William Nylander will be that chip. Yep. Uh, newsworthy or noteworthy games from this past week. <clears throat> Apparently, uh, game one, Washington's hangover um, still had them because they beat Boston 7 <laughs> nothing. There goes that idea of everybody's liver failing, right? Well, come on. They, I feel bad for the Bruins because they had to sit through a 45-minute show and then jump after warm-up, sit through a 45-minute thing. And then try to play the game with a team that's so amped up because a it's their home opener, b they have their banner. Right. I mean, Boston showed who they really were the next game because they smoked somebody too. Mm-hmm. So, um, another one we have here: 
Um, well, the sky is falling because the Senators beat the Leafs five to three. Yeah, Leafs what, season was over. That's the Leafs coming in overconfident. Hey, but hey, Senators got to win. Congratulations. Right. Hey, one a month, you know. Yeah, sure. Why not get you know what was it for football? It was suck for luck. <laughs> then uh, what was it? Uh, tank for. <laughs> You're talking to the wrong guy. No, but who's the who's the number one pick this year? <laughs> Allegedly. White quarterback? No, for the NHL, not the oh. NFL. Who's the first pick this year in the NHL? No, 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 next season, the upcoming draft. Oh, Jack Hughes. All right, tank for Hughes. What? Yeah. Whatever. Whatever Whatever makes your team better, I guess. And there's no way in hell I ever want to have the number one pick ever again. No, I mean, I really don't. We The devil's lucked out getting that first pick from, the, from that lottery thing. I, I don't want any more number one picks. I'll, I'll take maybe top tens, but... I don't. I don't want number one anymore. I don't want to. I don't want to see that much suck ever again. Look, if we're not going to make the playoffs, yeah, tank for one. <laughs> yeah. If our season is over by the end of October, no. <laughs> I think I'm going to sell the rest of my season tickets. Uh, with the Devils and Oilers playing over in Sweden, uh, in your opinion, does it do well or does it do anything negative for the league itself in trying to spread the game out across the world? They're spreading it to places that don't need it spread. If that makes sense. Like Sweden is a huge hockey market, but on the other side, cool for Nico. Yes. It gives us the behind the glass thing. I don't know if you've watched it on the NHL network. I mm-hmm. think they're playing it on Fox sports or whatever the mm-hmm. hell our channel is. And I'm sure we can get it off of uh, uh YouTube as well. I'm sure. Um, but I'm sure that in 15 years, we're going to, there's going to be some great Swedish player and he's going to be like, I remember watching NHL game, Devils play Oilers, and I see Connor McDavid, and he's so good, and that's make me want to be a hockey player, and that's what you're going to get. And then that story, they're going to pan the crowd, and they're going to find him with like a, an Oilers jersey, and then he's going to get to play with Connor McDavid. And yeah, these, it's, last ride, it's, Connor McDavid. It's like a movie. <laughs> that was a good Ilya Kovachuk impersonation, mm-hmm. by the way. He scored last night, his first goal. Yeah. Who? <clears throat> anyway, that's just personal. Uh, Jonathan Taze uh, scoring a hat trick. Yeah, he's making me look like a real shithead. What, for passing on him? (laughs) For saying saying that he's a dud. (laughs) (laughs) Not only did he get a hat trick, but that final goal won it for for the uh, Blackhawks in overtime. Woohoo! Same with uh, Jonathan Tavares getting his first hat trick for Toronto. Congratulations. You now earned your millions per game. Did you see the the big story between that when Toronto played the Blackhawks? Mm -mm. The big story was. Toronto was up by goal. They scored to make it. They were up by two. Austin Matthews scored, and he did the oh, Patrick did Kane. Like, can you hear me? Like the, yeah. and then Kane scored like a minute later, and did the same thing. same thing. And they showed Austin Matthews, and he had like a big smile on his face. And when they asked him afterwards, like, you know, why did you do it? He goes, I don't know. He goes, I thought it would be funny. It was fun. And they asked Patrick Kane, and he kind of laughed it off like, yeah, you know, it's funny. You know, it's good. Doesn't this go back to what we were talking about It's before? good for hockey. Yeah, making hockey better from a fan standpoint. You want to see stuff like this go down, and then it bleeds into us for wrestling stuff, too. It's like a showdown in the middle of the ice rink. Right. And then you add that being in the news. You add the <laughs> gritty. Um, you add. <laughs> Came in like a wrecking ball. Yeah. You add gritty. You add. Uh, that Brad Marchant beating the piss out of Lars Eller for showboating and, you know, 
everybody talking about, oh, well, there's going to be retribution for Max Domi when they play Flor. That's what we need. Like, You need storylines. Yeah, like, you need a good storyline because there's no way I'm watching Montreal, Florida if there isn't going to be that storyline. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, uh, and the most favorite one of all. <clears throat> Our favorite team, the New York Rangers, giving up eight goals against the Carolina Hurricanes. That was a bad game. <laughs> that, Hank, it, Hank got pulled, right? No, Hank. I don't even think Hank played in the game. Oh. I think uh, the Gorgiev, Gorg, Georgiev, or Gorg, whatever Gorgiev. Russian guy Gorgiev, Gorgiev played. The funny thing about that game was after Carolina won, you know, teams do their celebrations. Did you see it? Yes. The celebrations, you know, after the games, like the Rangers do the the salute to the fans, and the Islanders do the yes, yes, yes. Well, Carolina came up with one. They all stood on their blue line. They clapped their hands to the crowd, kind of like you would see in Europe. And then when everyone thought that was it, they sprinted over the red line, over the other blue line, into the other zone, and jumped into the boards like Ovi. (laughs) The whole team. Look, when 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 you're a preseason favorite for the for the tank for the number one pick, you got to do stuff like that. That's fun. You just have to. It just it's in my 35 years of playing hockey ever. <laughs> ever. That's 35 years youth hockey, 35 years of high school coaching, mm-hmm. high school college coaching in college. I've never. <laughs> 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 ever <laughs> seen that before hey look i think it's a joke like if i was on the other team and i was like what the fuck are they doing <laughs> i the next time we play them i'm gonna make sure i don't see that i'm gonna make sure and cool hey cool for carolina justin williams looked like he didn't want to do it because he has self-respect but <laughs> self-respect. i did not see this brad marchant um elbow uh- to the head to me, it does look like an elbow um, when you do it in slow-mo because he's going after him, and it appears that, you know how like when you're in a skating motion and you kind of you know, bring yeah. your elbow around? To me, it really looked like he was trying to do a shoulder check to the guy's head, but his elbow came around and smacked him in the head. But again, it's Brad Marchand. It's again and again and again. When is it stop? It's not on a Tom Wilson kind of thing, but it's getting there. It's getting there. I, I I listened to a podcast where the people are from Boston, 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 and those guys were even saying like, he's a real piece of shit. Like if he was on another team, mm-hmm. they would hate him. And the fact that he doesn't fight, and when he does fight, he picks fights with guys that aren't really fighters. So he's just a piece of shit. I don't really. I mean, it sucks because he doesn't have to do it because he can score. So why is he being a, a fucking cheap shot artist? Does he like? I don't like. I don't, yeah, it's like it, like he's not. He's not big like Tom Wilson. You know, he's more skilled. He doesn't. Is he one of those guys that just has to play with a giant chip on his shoulder to be effective? No, because he could still score. He, he's on one of the best lines in hockey. I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't understand the whole Brad Marchand thing. I, I just don't. You have the talent, bud. You just, just stop playing like crap. Stop playing like a Tom Wilson. Yeah. <clears throat> stop looking like a like a rat too. Because just, he's gonna get he's gonna get a bad. Like eventually, refs are just gonna 
He's going to touch a guy and he goes, all right, you're going to get a 10-minute ten, yeah. ten uh, misconduct. Yep. For what? You sneezed on him. Like, you licked him again. Speaking of licks, injuries rampant across the NHL and a lot of goalies. Um, quick out quick out for the Kings, out for a while. Blue Jackets, Dubinsky. Flyers, Van Riemsdyk for five to six weeks. Luongo for a while for concussion. Murray concussion. I have Luongo. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's all right. I picked up James Armour. No, oh, okay. Get the win somewhere. Uh, uh, Luongo, I think, is a LBI. It's a lower body injury. Uh, we have Nash finally retiring uh, due to lingering concussion issues. And our favorite pal, defenseman Henrik Talinder, retires at 39 years of age. That's sad about Rick Nash. He was one of my favorite players. You you kind of wondered why he didn't sign with somebody after he was just such a hot trade chip. He wasn't. He, he's been downhill. He had like one, maybe two good years with the Rangers, never in the playoffs. And then he kind of just disappeared. And then last year, I mean, he was non-existent in Boston. That's true. Um, a story coming out of The Athletic. Uh, it's a, obviously a subscription-based uh, article, but they're mentioning 10 players that could possibly be traded this early in the season by the deadline uh, by Pierre Lebrun. I don't know how you say his name Lebrun. in English. Pierre Lebrun. Brun. Um, obviously, off the top of his head, he goes Ar- <clears throat> Artemi Panarin from Columbus. Uh, he goes Matt Duchesne from Ottawa. That's the get the hell, get me the hell out of Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sergey Barovsky from Columbus. We've kind of hit on these top three already. He'll go to. The, I think I offered. I said to my my friend who's a Ranger fan, "Would you take Panarin and Barovsky to the Rangers for Hank Linus Anderson, the one they're big from this year or last year? Their draft last year, right? And a second round pick." I'd say yeah. They yeah. said no. Both my Ranger friend friends. Well, okay. Um, on on a scale of scumbag to legit hockey slash Ranger fan, what are they? <laughs> They're like us. Okay. But they said no because they'd rather go with the full rebuild than go back to buying or paying expensive players just to come to New York just for namesake. Okay. I'm... They're going to sell out regardless, yeah, so it doesn't no, matter who they put. Uh, another one here on uh, Mark Stone from the Ottawa Senators. Again, this is another thing of get me out of Ottawa. Um, and then we jump to the Rangers. Matt Zuccarello. Yep, they'll trade if, him. if they go into absolute sell mode. Uh, Gustav Nyquist from the uh, Red Wings. Mm. Uh, just look at all the teams they're picking. Other than Columbus, they're all... Well, Bottom-of-the-barrel teams that yeah. are re- in full rebuild. Next is Jordan Eberle from the Islanders. Maybe he reaches out to Sheeran and go, hey, give me Zajac for Eberle. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, neither. Uh, Alexander Elder from the Canucks. A lot of these people end up being UFAs. Yeah, um, that, well, that's the from, thing. From shitty teams. Like if, if Lou in the, in the Islanders thinks that they're not going to be able to resign Eberly or Eberly says like, Hey, look, I'm just going to go test the market. He's gone. He's gone. He's going to be traded at the deadline. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they get more than Ryan Strom for him. Uh, others on here. They have Jimmy Howard from the Red Wings and Eric Stahl from the wild. That's if Minnesota fa- fails. Yes. And if he wants to throw up his, uh, 10 team, no trade list or throw it out the window, what have you. I mean, that look, it's what October 10th. It's two weeks. 
two games, <laughs> ten games in the season. You're kind of going off of rumors that happen all throughout the the summer, and you're just looking at teams that are going to go offers and be out of the out of the race by. There's Christmas. only one. De- there's only one defenseman on that list, uh, Alexander Edler. You want to see where Alexander Edler goes? Where does he go? Toronto. For Nylander? Well, it would have to be more than Nylander because well, if Edler's a UFA, he. Uh, if I'm, you're not getting a rental for a, for a guy that you're trying to negotiate yeah, a, yeah. A, 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 a cornerstone player. All right, so we go from those to um, to a nice little list of surprise teams that we think are going to um, <clears throat> be a surprise team this year. Um, with uh, what one from each? I I just picked it based on because I went off I went off of your things. I went kind of like division E kind of. I thing. just went off teams I think that are going to okay. be good and teams that are. All right, so we will start with you. I went with Florida. I think they'll win. They'll be close to the top of the division. Okay. Um, they they made a push last year, and they, unfortunately for them, ran into the Devils, who also made a push to make the playoffs. There was a one-point difference or something between them. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I wrote this two weeks ago before the season started, so unless they have an injury or a bad start, they could they should make the playoffs this year. Well, Luongo's hurt. <laughs> so, Who's their backup? James Reimer. I mean, he's a name. He's an, ad- he's he's an, an adequate. Name. He was yeah. a starter, so he's an adequate so. goalie. Uh, my other surprise team that I think for positive will be Calgary. They look good already. Um, again, just the big question mark is, can Mike Smith keep a save percentage around like 93%? Can he make 93% of his saves? Can Mike Smith stay stable? Yeah, he isn't. He just doesn't look like an NHL goalie. Who do you have for your positives? Oh, that's how you did it? Yeah, we'll do it. Who do you think your positives and who do you think your negatives are? Oh, I didn't go positive or negative. Oh, you just went all negative? <laughs> um, no, I went all positive, actually. Oh, look at you, glass half full kind of motherfucker. <laughs> Perhaps if you let me know what you wanted to do with this segment. That's all right. Um, We're professionals. I, I mean, I'm dressed as one. Um, Arizona, I put as one team, uh, considering just how, what kind of free agency they went into and re-signing Oliver ekman Larson. They can't um, be that bad for that long. No. And, and Buffalo. <laughs> and they can't. Um, they just simply can't. You, you make all those free agent acquisitions and you build up your team like that. You're, you're, you're building off of your success second half of last season. You can't fail. Or else. Yes, you can. Because here's why: when you don't have anything to play for, you play loose. Mm-hmm. You know, like hey, let's be spoilers. You know, like sure. it doesn't really. Now you have something to play for. It, I think you see if Arizona is a real team on how they do. If they are still in the hunt by Thanksgiving, okay, they might be a team to to keep your eye on, but. All right. Uh, the other team I have are the Calgary Flames. I'll go out on the limb here. Um, going by the route of how Vegas went, they went and signed um, a, a a well-respected head coach. Um, I, again, I don't understand why um, <clears throat> why Carolina got rid of him. I mean, because he was uh, smart. <laughs> yes. Okay. He did he did this thing reading <laughs> and scouting that that people right. down there. Dum 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 did not do 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 do. 
<laughs> All right. Um, your other ones? I think Edmonton takes a step back. Okay. Like everyone expects them to bounce back, but watching them play the Devils, they other than McDavid, and when they were on the power play, mm-hmm. they looked lost. And they didn't do anything to improve their team. They did look like they... Um the deer in the headlights they looked lost it, it was it, they, they came out and then all of a sudden boom we scored a couple goals and they're like oh crap if it wasn't for us taking 9,000 penalties in that game right we win that game like 5 nothing. okay your other uh, loss of the year no, I, I look like a <laughs> jerk off in this one <laughs> but, no okay I mean I can I can debate you on this but go ahead I thought the Capitals when you have a hangover uh-huh. If you look it up, you'll see a picture of Ovi swimming in the fucking fountain. Okay. But they'll make the playoffs, but I don't think that they're going to be a top seed. I think they're going to be a middle to bottom seed just because they've, they've played, played a lot. They've played so much hockey. And I don't, it's that and on top of it, they've played so much hard hockey. Mm-hmm. Like they had to hustle and bust their asses to get to that cup final. But I I look like a dick because in two games they've scored like thirty seven goals already. But they're wait. on they're on route to score like three thousand goals this season. Well, how many goals was um uh, Palmieri supposed to have? The calculation if you if you, on the rate of having one goal a period oh, yeah. times eighty two games. Yeah, it was uh, MVP year, man. That, that's a whole trophy instant. Two hundred men, Travis. Yeah, two hundred and something goals. Five hundred between them. Um, I went with Toronto, and I think this is my one negative. Um, Toronto falling flat on their face because they went all in. They went in all all in up front. And yeah, they're top heavy and guess what? They're going to fall over. Just like Chicago did. I, I just don't I think there's just way too much pressure on on Tavares to do well in Toronto. And he's living up to it though. He's okay, got like but, six goals already. But for how long? What are you going to do a month and then that's it? Yeah, but mm. see here's the thing with that team. Him, I think him and Matthews are competing against each other. Okay. okay. And I think it's a healthy competition that they're competing against one another. Right. And as a team that has to play against them, like, Mm -hmm. who do you put your top pairing against? Their power play is fucking sick. (sighs) Sick. You're you're really killing me. (laughs) I I will agree with you that the thing that, that can take... Goliath down here mm-hmm. is their defense and goaltending. Okay, because Ottawa pushed them around, and yeah, and Ottawa yeah. pushed them around, and, and Chicago, you know, the score was seven seven, seven. Six. yeah, like seven six. It they're they're not going to be winning the Jennings Trophy anytime soon. Uh, that's on what next? That's next, next week's show. Next week's show. Spoil. No, that's two weeks, I think. I think it's two weeks. Anyway, it's in a future show, short future show. I also put in the Senators. I said as much as we call it a shit show, uh, I don't think they're going to be the worst team in the league, in my opinion, that goes to Montreal. I I really do. It is two weeks. So there you go. But yeah, Ottawa, I I don't think, because I think they're going to rally each other, rally around each other and go, listen, we suck. Let's kick some ass. It's it, it's going to be like like the baseball movie Major League. You know, Everyone it, it, expects us. To, <laughs> the local press thinks it'd be better if we just went out and shot ourselves. 
Ah, oh, better better show him some controller. He's gonna kill somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so there you go. Um, our 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 pluses and or minuses for surprise themes this year. Um, we should make a note for after eighty two after episode eighty two or or whatever it is, ninety two whatever whatever the number is. Look back and see if we are ultimately idiots or geniuses. To which then we can say, hey NHL, hire us. Anybody in the NHL. Hire us. Kyle Dubas is younger than me. I can be a GM. I don't have a law degree, but, you know, no, whatever. That's okay. Peter the Shanahan. You wanted to talk about the best top five hockey movies, not documentaries, or based on true stories, original hockey movies. Yep. I, I am. And you will notice that there is three movies that are absolutely not on this list. I I hate to break it to you. In my I have I sports movies are really out. I don't honestly I have never seen Goon. I have never seen Slapshot. Man. Is the show over? Holy shit. You've never <laughs> like Slapshot I could, you've never seen Slapshot. I've seen pictures. The guy the oh, three Holy shit. Man. Yeah, look. Listen. I almost want to do this podcast alone now. <laughs> You know, how do we you, do you, a you, hockey you, you podcast? Can, you can do the high sticks. I'll do the silver uh, kicks. Yeah, <laughs> and then we will just email each other and put I, it together. I will never. <laughs> what? Oh, should I just take my ticket back for tomorrow? Holy shit! I might just rip it up now. I might rip up your own tickets. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go home and watch Slapshot. All right, you fine. need to go home. It is before bedtime tonight. I watch it. I will tell you this. Mm-hmm. Not even as a hockey movie. Yes. Remember Maxim Magazine? Yes. Okay. Maxim did the top like five, I mean the top 100 or top 50 greatest guy movies of all time. And Slapshot was on it. Slapshot was number one. Okay. Like, all, right. all right. You're talking. So are you trying to say I'm not a man? <laughs> you said it, buddy. So I, I do not have Let any turn of your the, mic off right yeah. now. <laughs> I'll yell loud enough to hear in your mic. <laughs> the Mighty Ducks will not be on my list ever. The Mighty Ducks are the biggest bullshit <laughs> hockey movies. It's Disney. Ever. I remember. Here's the. I've had this argument with multiple people, and my wife is like, "Oh, but it's a kids' movie." I get it. It's a kids' movie, but here's the thing with it. Right. As a hockey purist. <laughs> You don't quack and score goals. No. You, you, you don't get two minutes for roping. What's he getting? Two minutes for roping. Okay. You don't do a flying Here, V. Here's the simple bullshit. Okay. The first movie totally makes sense. Under under kids, you know. Underdog. Underdog kids that nobody wants. They look like you know fucking garbage pale kids. Like they just they got nothing. But hey, their goalie ended up being busted for hoe and something like so that here in Jersey. Maybe he was. Yeah, maybe he was. <laughs> The second and third movie are just total bullshit. Okay? They made it to three? Yeah. So the second movie is all about like the goodwill games where oh, it's man. essentially like, oh, the teams they play in the Mighty Ducks 2. First of all, Iceland is the powerhouse team. Iceland. Not Canada. <laughs> not Russia. Okay. Not Sweden. So really they, they didn't look under... Uh... Um, they didn't go for authenticity. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, the first team they play in this Goodwill Games right. is 
Trinidad to Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, All right. So yeah. right there, Mighty Ducks 2. Out the window. All right. Mighty Ducks 3 is now they all go to prep school. Now the team that was just the Olympic team right. becomes the JV team <laughs> of this prep school. So if they weren't good enough right. to be the varsity team, how did the varsity players not get picked for the Olympic team? <laughs> you are you are ripping Disney oh, sports movies apart. I, I don't plan on getting hired as a hockey consultant for Disney movies. Okay, but, I just I just have a question. Considering it's a Disney movie, did anybody die in any of these three movies? Because in every Disney movie, somebody dies. I don't know. Goldberg's close to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your top five best hockey movies that are not documentaries based on true stories are. Goon 2 is a good movie. The Goon movies are good movies. Okay. Okay. I, I, I'm not a big fan of Stifler. But when it comes to what minor, 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 minor <coughs> hockey is like, mm-hmm. Goon is close. I mean, the love stories and stuff, but it is the closest portrayal of what it is like to be on a hockey team in the sense of like, the locker room, people making fun of each other. Sure. You know, making fun of fucking your mother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> making fun of, you know, the chirping that's on the, going on on the ice. Sure. All that stuff is relatively accurate when it comes to um, a hockey movie. Sure. The okay. only issue I have is, like, in the move, the first movie, Stifler doesn't even try to learn how to skate. And the only reason he makes the team is because he can fight. It's a little and again little and again for hacky. some so people who haven't seen um, this particular movie, <clears throat> you say Stifler and obviously Stifler from American Pie. Yes, uh, yeah. it, it's funny that typecast it as Stifler. He can do the greatest movie ever told, and he'll end up being Stifler. the guy who played Stifler. Yada yada yada. Uh, Jay Baruchel is the guy who made. I don't know if he made the first goon, but he definitely made the second goon. Mm-hmm. And he's an actor. He's a huge hockey fan, big time Montreal Canadiens fan. I feel sorry for him, but hey, if he listens, at come least on. he you you must tell that he's he, he's definitely a hockey fan because the way the movie and the locker room and the chirping on the ice it's accurate. Okay. Speaking of goon, I've seen Goonies, so that, that has nothing to no? do with hockey. Oh, okay. Nothing. No? Okay. So you said Goon 2. Number four, Mystery Alaska. Mystery Alaska, I like. Every time it's on, I watch. I watch it. I mean, it's a little cheesy that seven guys or eight guys from Alaska end up playing the New York Rangers and almost winning. <laughs> so, wait, this wasn't like last week's game or no. <laughs> But it's it's a, at least a decent hockey movie, and it's got some great lines in it, you know. Uh, the reporter goes to Russell Crowe's son in the crowd, and they're like, is it great to see your dad out there on the ice playing? Mm. And the little kid looks right into the camera and goes, I have a toy pony. It <laughs> takes big shits. <laughs> <laughs> there's some great cameos. Mike Myers is in it. And there's there's a scene in the movie where Mike Myers, like he thinks the camera is off, and he turns to Hank Azaria and goes, hey, we're gonna guy get a good rub and a tug around here, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a good it's not a good hockey movie. 
It just has hockey in it. But it's at least centered around hockey. Like, if you go onto Google and type hockey movies, mm-hmm. they'll put shit on there where there's, like, a scene of hockey. And it's a like hockey Swingers, movie. if you've ever seen Swingers. Right. Like, oh, it's a hockey movie. Why? Because they played NHL in the background? It's not a hockey movie. Neither is Sudden Death. With Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, because him on skates is really authentic hockey. Yeah. Uh, my number three is Goon. Again, it it's the same as Goon 2. The only difference is it's more of a... It's the intro to all of the characters mm-hmm. in it. But Goon 1 is good. And the best, I think one of the best parts about Goon is the guy who does all the voiceovers for the... like. The NHL, you know, the Winter Classic. What the hell is his name? Liv Shriver mm-hmm. is in it and just accurately p- portrays the aging goon who goes out there to fight because that's what people expect. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, he, he tries to teach Stifler that, like, this is – you're not on the team. You're not a hockey player. You're a goon. And the sooner you realize that, the more you will be able to accept the fact that you're not out there to score goals. You're a goon. So did the WWE take this character and make it the, the, uh, the goon think, jobber? or uh, Maybe they made the movie. Maybe when they made the movie, it was a documentary about the goon. The goon, maybe. Number two you have is Youngblood. Youngblood uh, is an 80s movie. Let me guess you never saw Youngblood either, right? <clears throat> Youngblood is a super accurate portrayal of what junior hockey is like, where there's guys there who are talented scorers who want to go out there and and make it to the big leagues, and then there's guys who just want to fucking rip your face off. Sounds like hockey in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Right, and, (laughs) you know, do you you even know who's in Youngblood? Uh, see here on IMDb, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> there are some big names in this movie. Cynthia Gibb. There's a good sex scene in it for those of you that are... Into that kind of stuff in, in movies and related to hockey. It, it, oh, it is. Tea with Miss McGill. Yeah, there is... It's it's a good hockey movie. Uh, I remember when it came Keanu out... Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves is the goalie, yeah. <laughs> And he's got like three lines in the movie, and one of his best lines is, "That man is a fucking animal." <laughs> it's it's a good hockey movie, and I remember when it came out in the eighties because we're old. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother had just started playing hockey, and Youngblood wears number ten, and my brother wore number ten, and he's like, "Oh, it's me! It's me! They're they're making it gotcha, about yes. me." Um, but I don't want to spoil it for you. <laughs> Because a movie that came out in 1986 can be spoiled, apparently, in 2018. The move, the, the, the penalty shot move that Rob Lowe makes at the end of the game. Everybody has tried one time in their life that plays hockey. Now, did he really actually do this, no. or did they have a stand-in? They hockey? had a stand-in. Okay. The so, only that... one, I, from what I've read, the only one who really tried to learn to skate and play was Patrick Swayze. Oh, he's obviously a ballet artist. Oh, he was. From his uh <laughs> from his from his scenes in Ghost and <clears throat> his SNL stints. Couldn't right. dance away from pancreatic cancer. Mm-mm. 
And number one, I mean, any person Couldn't who's nip ever, it in a bud. Nope. <laughs> Anybody who's ever watched hockey. Mm-hmm. Apparently not. Um, You're going to kill me after this show, aren't you? <laughs> fuck. You're going to get a 10-game misconduct leaving the studio. Rob can't do the next week's show. Because he's a, buried in it, his own it, yard. It's a solo. It's a high stick and super kick <laughs> <Yeah>. podcast. <laughs> Slapshot is the hockey movie. Yeah. It is with the Hanson brothers. They're not even the biggest part of that movie. There's so many good lines in that movie that any normal hockey fan would be able to just ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom right off the top of their head. Mm -hmm. And I read uh, Paul Newman's autobiography because he was in Slapshot. Right. Didn't realize he was Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, not because he was in a thousand other fucking movies. But he was the head coach. No, he was a player. He was the player. Mm -hmm. Player coach Reggie Dunlop. And he said the most fun he ever had in a movie was Slapshot. Slapshot. For the simple reason of they filmed it in like Pennsylvania and all of the guys that are in the movie are really hockey players except for like him and the guy who plays Ned Braden. But most of them are all really hockey players and he said they would spend the day filming their scenes on the ice, off the ice, whatever and at night they'd all just go to the bar and get shit-faced. <laughs> And Paul Newman would go out with them. Right. And they didn't, like, go Paul by the by the round, you know, you're fucking Hollywood at the time. Right. They all treated him like he was just on the team. He goes, it was the most fun to do because I wasn't treated like a movie star. I was one of the guys. And Paul Newman has been in, let's just say, a ton of movies. Yeah. This was made in, what, 77? And for him to say that it was one of his, the funnest favorite movies to do back yeah. in the 70s? And he learned, and, and if you watch that, that's him skating. That's and pretty that's good. him, you know. And that's the, dedicated the, acting. Yeah, to... The lines in in the movie, like to, and the the thing that a lot of people don't know about Slapshot is the movie was written by. Since you probably have the IMDb up, I could. Nancy Dowd, a woman, wrote this raunchy movie. Heaven forbid! It was. It was. As a kid, my mom always let me watch it. Alone? No. (laughs) There is a nude scene in it, though. My mom always let me watch it, and she would sit there and recite the lines like she knew it. Wow. That's unlike other people. Like who? (laughs) I wish there was alcohol in that drink. (laughs) There is so many good lines in that movie. I think... The, the main one that people would say from Slapshot that people remember is, and I'll break it down for you because mm-hmm. you've never seen it. Mm-hmm. I the probably team, know of it. The team is can be sold, and Paul Newman goes to see the owner, and it's a woman. And he's like, you know, he's trying to talk to her, like, you know, how's the team going? And she's like, oh, well, we're not going to sell the team and blah, blah, blah. And he was trying to sweet talk her, and as soon as she says, like, we're not going to sell the team. I'm going to fold. You know, I'll take the tax hit and blah, blah, blah. He just looks her right in the face and goes, you're fucked. And she goes, excuse me? He goes, we're hot. You could easily sell us. And she's like, I don't think you understand economics. And he turns around and gets up and walks to the door and he opens the door. He comes back in the room and goes, you know, you better get, re- you better get remarried again. Your son looks like half a fag. 
It's going to end up with a cock in his mouth faster than you could say Jack Robinson and just walks out of the room. <laughs> great, great movie. If you've never seen Slapshot like some fucktards that are sitting next to me, <laughs> please do yourself a favor. If, if you have any respect for yourself as a hockey fan. Yes. What about these documentaries? Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the documentaries, the first two, Ice Guardians and The Last Gladiators, I want to say they're both on Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, are about goons. And I think The Last Gladiators is really about Chris Nyland and how he went through like being traded and, and drugs and whatnot. But the Ice Guardians one, there's a lot of, well, they're not really current NHL goons anymore, but a lot of professional NHL players that were fighters were in the ice guardians and they talk about like what it feels like uh red army is all about, about the russian team right the russian the 1980 <clears throat> russian team when they got back after losing to america so oh. it's kind of like looking at it from their perspective oh, i'm surprised they made that movie yeah there's another one too that i forget the name of it it came out recently with uh, like Fatitsov and Kasatonov and like how all of them came to the NHL. Wasn't it like an, uh, an ESPN thing? Because yeah. I remember ESPN did a, did a Russian and story. Fatitsov comes off like such a fucking dick in it. Wow. He comes off like such an asshole in the documentary. Well, probably because Milbury uh, produced it or yeah. something. <laughs> uh, the Boys on the Bus is it's a great one. It was a book that they turned into a movie. It's all about the Edmonton Oilers and their heyday. Um. If, if it came out today, it would have been better if it's, like, R-rated. Because, like, you see Gretzky and you see Messier and they're all pulling pranks on one another. But you can tell that they definitely toned it down because they knew the cameras were on. Gotcha. Um, the Broad Street Bullies, that was an HBO one all about the Flyers, Flyers and yeah. what them winning the cup and partying like it fucking forever. And Of Miracles and Men is about the 1980 Olympic team. Um Going back to the top five hockey movies, Miracle would be on there. Why didn't you include it? Because it's basically about a, a documentary. A documentary, kind of... yeah. I mean, Miracle's a great, great, great. I mean, that's Kurt Russell's, in my opinion, that's made Kurt, Kurt Russell. No, Tombstone really made Kurt Russell. Most people will tell you Escape from New York made Kurt Russell, but Kurt Russell nailed. Uh, Oh, my God, why am I going blank on the coach? Herb Brooks. <laughs> Former devil coach, Herb Brooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we move on to, to a wrestling segment. Can, can't do it. <laughs> Dick. Um, just just because I, I, I want to get this one started first. Um, <clears throat> the only wrestling news and notes I have this week is because I received a lovely text a couple nights ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Are you watching Raw? No, why? And then I get the response of what the fuck's up with Bobby Lashley's eyebrows. <laughs> you can't look angry if there's nothing to move. Oh. I'm glad they put a manager with him because he has Who zero his manager? Lilo Rush. I guess he's some NXT guy, some short little hype man. Hold on. I got to see this for myself. Bobby Lashley. Manager. 
Yeah, he. I think he's an NXT guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Why? Uh, maybe because yeah. this guy could talk it, on the microphone and yeah, Bobby, Bobby Lashley, Lashley can't. can't. Oh, um, you know why he doesn't have eyes? Because he wears that stupid headband over his eyes. Why does he need a headband for? He's bald. <laughs> Keep the sweat out of his eyes. Look, I'm bald. None I don't of... wear a headband. Well, because you have eyebrows. The sweat stops at your eyebrows. All right, so if I had to choose between wearing a headband all the time <laughs> or having eyebrows, I think I'll go with eyebrows. Oh, man. Before we get into our wrestling movies, yeah, uh, the WWE had a super show. Oh yes, called the Super Showdown. Down in Down Under. Down Under. Um, the Kangaroos. To run through their the the card, uh, the New Day won. They beat the Bar. I don't understand why, why. Okay. I, I get that they're like they're like the John Cena of the tag team that they're money grabbers with their with their bootios and pancakes and whatever and their unicorn shit. But the bars did like a decent tag team. Give them gold. Let them let them. Ugh. I don't get the new day. I don't. I get they sell merchandise, but that that's yeah. Ugh. Um, the SmackDown Women's Championship: Charlotte Flair defeated Becky Lynch via disqualification. Which of means course, nothing happened. <laughs> John Cena and Mr. Eyebrows Bobby Lashley defeated Elias and Kevin Owens. I, 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 there's a couple of things that I read with regarding this, and it's like, hey, the WWE just put this in there so they can fit John Cena. They can like shoehorn yep. John Cena into something. Yep, and and then make sure that. Their two hottest superstars, Elias and Kevin Owens, have a match. I don't get it. It's just I heard that Cena. I didn't watch it, but I heard Cena lost a ton of weight. That like he's slimmer now. Yeah, and he has um, JBL hair now. It's like combed to the side. It's not like the 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 cool. Marine haircut. Cool. <laughs> um. Yeah. The waste of a match. The Iconics versus Asuka and Naomi. Well, I guess Asuka's not suspended anymore. No, but the Iconics are from, from Australia, so guess who won? Yeah, shocker. <laughs> They're actually kind of cute for women wrestlers. Sexist. Yep. Ring the bell. Um, WWE Championship AJ Styles defeated Samoa Joe. So he beat the, the- him with the... Muscle Buster or whatever. That, that, that essentially should end that feud. Done. Yeah, I think it is. I think the feud now is AJ and um, Daniel Bryan. Ronda Rousey and the Bella Twins defeated the Riot Squad. Via submission, Ronda Rousey should never lose a fucking match because she's a real fighter and everyone else isn't. <laughs> I don't know who Buddy Murphy is. I don't watch, I guess, 205 Live, so I don't know. What I want to know is... AJ Styles is the champion. Why is he mid-carding it? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know why they book things the way they do. Why is AJ Styles a mid-card after Ronda Rousey, after before, I mean, Ronda Rousey, and before Buddy Murphy and Cedric the Entertainer Alexander? In a cruiserweight match. And don't get me wrong. I love cruiserweight matches. I mean, the the site we're looking at has is an, a grade A which means that's pretty awesome. The agility and the moves and the... I always love... It's like luchadors. Yeah, but sorry, AJ should be before you. The Shield defeated Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. Yawn. Yep. Yawn. Daniel Bryan defeated The Miz to become the number one contender. That's good. 
He'll get a concussion sneezing, <laughs> and then he'll be done. And that's it. And then Triple H defeated The Undertaker. Um, and here we go. And this leads to, I guess, it's they were celebrating at the end of the match, and Kane and The Undertaker, quote-unquote, turned on them and took them both out with pile drivers and choke slams and resulting in HBK being thrown through the announce table. Now HBK is coming back to wrestle. And here we go. Why? 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 Here's the problem. They are going back to the old well too much. it's, It's almost apparent to me that they do not trust their current superstars to, to carry, carry their brand. To carry major pay-per-views. And it seems like now there's major pay-per-views every, all the time. Every other week? Now, yeah, there's another one coming up, the Crown Jewel. Yeah, back in like Saudi and, Arabia again. Yeah, they're doing like another Royal Rumble. And they're doing like... You're taking away the prestige of... A pay-per-view. The four major pay-per-views. You know SummerSlam, what they should do? Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. You know what they should do? Go back to your normal, you know, your your let's let's just put it this way, your eighties, nineties pay per view schedule, right? And put things like maybe Hell in a Cell. Do like the little ones, like these ones over in Australia or over in India. Just put them on the WWE network. That's what they do. That the this one was just and, on the WWE and, network. And leave it alone and, and stop pushing it like it's WrestleMania. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna push everything because they want people to buy the WWE network. Did you? Would you have gotten up at five o'clock in the morning to watch a pay per view? No, I did get up at five o'clock in the morning to watch the Boston Bruins play. Who was it in China? They played somebody in China just because I. Wanted. That was a couple of weeks ago, though, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I again, it's it, it's like we're beating a dead horse. We're like we, neither of us understand nor get how how this how the writing staff does these things. And expects people to continue to watch. Meanwhile, places like TNA, um, Ring of Honor, um, any, anything else, any of New your in, <clears throat> any of your local independents that that are that have you know somebody like a Joey Janela or whatever, and they can't get enough to to surpass the, this the the WWE. To to me, it's getting to a point where like the WWE is no longer entertaining. No, it's just it's, and I get it, it's for the kids. I, I, and honestly, I'm starting to believe when everybody said, oh, you know, they went public. Yeah. And that's what ruined it. Yep, absolutely. That's what ruined it. Because now you have to have a, 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 a PG to PG-13 show. PG-13 only after 9 o'clock, probably. But that's how it used to be. That's why Ross started at 9 o'clock. So that they could be the rated R show, you know, not Edge. But I think they 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 hit they hit a home run with um uh, what do you call it with the the Monday Night Wars right and and being that Attitude Era and everything else you can't beat that but be more creative if there's creative writers who've been there since you know Hulk Hogan was there in the '80s and he was your guy go away bring in new blood don't bring in Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, that's what I was gonna don't say don't fucking bring. Bring in schmucks like Dave and Rob, okay? Yeah. To write some shit, to be creative. And for a long-term feud. Not just, you know, oh, we're going to lead this up f- 
for three weeks and then it's going to end at hell in the cell or fast lane. And then that's it. You know, like we're not going to do it anymore. Like, no, keep a feud going. Like AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan's feud should go a good year. No, no, I wouldn't even say a year. Six months. You have Survivor Series. You have whatever the hell the pay-per-view is after Survivor Series. That's December's pay-per-view. And then you're going to have the Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. It should go for the pay-per-view that's after Royal Rumble. Okay. And then end the feud. And you're hitting two big pay-per-views. You're hitting the Survivor Series where you can get all your teams together. You get the Royal Rumble where you're both competing for a shot at a title. Your major feuds with your major superstars should go through two major pay-per-views. We can rewrite history if they'd only hire us. Yep. But no, we don't work. Um, <clears throat> we don't work from Hollywood. You might get. You might get a chance to make fun of me now that we talk about the wrestling movies. No, no. Because I've never seen Nacho Libre. I haven't either. And what really turned me off about Nacho Libre was Jack if, Black. Yes, I, I can't stand. When I see Jack Black and I saw him that he was in the new Jumanji movie, I was uh, like, "You haven't seen the new Jumanji? The new Jumanji movie's good." Is is okay? So just, is it a remake of the other one, or is no. it just like a continuation, or it's, like a side story of it? It's not a continuation. It's I don't want to say like a reimagining and sounding like a weirdo. But it's like if if some kid sold the Jumanji kit via like a garage sale and some other kid picked no, it up. No, it's no, that no, story. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. It's it's kind of reimagined. So like in the original one, it was the board and right. the game, and you can get sucked into it. Yes. Well, this one becomes it's a video game, and you the kids become part of the video game, but they don't be, they're not themselves, they're characters. Mm-hmm. So like the dorky kid becomes the rock. So it's funny to see like this huge fucking muscular guy, and he's like super insecure about everything. Okay. Which makes, which makes Dwayne Johnson, I just call it that, a fucking good actor. He is a good actor. Like when he gets angry and fucking ballers, like I, I don't, I feel bad. Like I, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I hope it all works out. Please don't beat me up like Russell Brand, please. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a good movie, and I also I have a humongous crush on fucking Karen Gillian. Okay. She was Amy Pond in Doctor Who. I recall there was also a crush on a redheaded cheerleader too. Like, that's true. Like I did. It was, it and, was bad, folks. And, and if the devils are listening, we have not made it to the Stanley Cup final since you got rid of the cheerleaders. <laughs> no, don't bring the cheerleaders back. No, they, they, no, they they're too pissed off. They'd go, "Hey, you want to come back to be like F you?" <laughs> anyway, no holds barred. I think we've all seen this movie. No holds barred. Why, why, why did you even put it on the list? Because there aren't many wrestling movies. I know. There's a lot of wrestling documentaries. Which, yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, know just, wrestling movies. But rest, movies about wrestling. You you wouldn't put the uh, one of the Rockies in there when Hulk Hogan was... No. Uh, <laughs> was uh, what, Thunder Lips? Thunder Lips. No. That's like a... That, that could be number six. No holds barred is so... Like, oh, go back God. and watch No Holds Barred now. I saw it on like stars or something one day and I was flipping <laughs> through the channels. I was like, I didn't uh, think that Hulk Hogan's acting was that bad? any worse than when I watched, what is it? Hogan knows best. Right. Is that the show? Yeah. His documentary. Holy shit. Was he so bad? And like 
you see all of these B grade actors and you're like, Oh my God, that's he's in this movie and so and so. And then you see Zeus and you're like, dude, you that's Debo. <laughs> that's... How could you go from no holds barred to a legit wrestling big organization pay per view? Yeah. To to the Friday movie. He's good in it, but I mean <laughs> that's Debo. Uh ready to rumble. Ready to that's this was I want to say this was almost the apex, not to be confused with the apex predator, mm. um, the apex of oh, WCW. No. Oh, we fucking David Arquette. And then it right after this, this is, this is, oh man, we could do anything. We're going to give the fucking belt to David Arquette. And then it went. Isn't that when Bischoff was like, I'm already out, leave me out. <laughs> yeah. That was the Russo era, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, but there was something cool that did come out of the movie. Which was? That they were like triple-decker cage, where ah. it was like a cage on top of another cage, mm-hmm. on top of another cage. that had Also, um, um, oh, shit. I say no holds part, something holds part. Um, what's the, the, what's the pay-per-view? That, um, the, the chamber thing. Yeah, the elimination chamber. chamber. But no, it was, it was it's bigger than that. It was like a three-story cage that you had to climb to the top to get to the belt. Oh, wow. Okay. And it also really showed off Diamond Dallas Page's acting. There are some good lines in that, like, in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, you, do you remember Body Slam? Not at all. I'm looking it up now. 1987. Oof. 1987. If I'm... It is Rowdy Rowdy Piper's in it. Yes. Uh, face from the A-Team TV show is in it. What the hell is his name? It's not Tanya Roberts. Nope. No. Face. Holy shit. But it was just like... a Dirk, Dirk Benedict. Dirk Benedict. I knew huh. it was a, something with a B. Um, Only but, one of the Fatu brothers? Come on. Yeah. But it was one of those like cheesy 80s movies... Oh, which yeah. one was the one that Piper was in with the zombies? They live. They live. It was with aliens. Yeah. I've you... come here to do two things. <laughs> Chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I am all out of bubblegum. And then Duke Nukem, the video game, decided to rip that off. Oh, that's all right. There's another good line in that where he puts on the glass. Remember, like, he could only see... <laughs> The aliens when he puts, when on he puts the glasses on. And he, the first time he figures it out, he's like, you, you're okay. You, rat face. <laughs> Fucking Piper. Oh. Yep. And I think we've, we've all seen this one. Yeah, number one is The Wrestler. Wrestler was such, not even as a wrestling movie. It was just a good movie. And to see that it was, you know, it, it, most of that movie is filmed in New Jersey. So, local props. Um, who the hell's the actor? Why am I going blank here? Mickey, uh, Mickey, Mickey Rourke. Rourke. He was awesome <clears throat> in it. He, that, that's the one where he was in a deli, right? And chopped off his, his Yeah, that finger. deli was in my hometown mm. that he filmed that scene in. Um, but it, I think like that, that movie could have been a documentary. Yes, it, it could Because it, it's got to be what some of these old school wrestlers, what it's like for them. Course. To like go to these autograph shows and just sit there and have people pay like ten bucks to get their picture taken and, and and look at you like going oh my god I remember you and you're so old yeah and like the drugs and mm-hmm. 
and we get to see Marissa Tomei naked, which was awesome. Just like seven years too late. <laughs> but it's hey. all, it's almost like Showgirls. Yeah. It's like ooh, 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 Saved by the Bell. Oh, not the good one. The other one. <laughs> yeah. Well. But uh, it's a good movie. There, yeah, it was. I did see that one. Um, glad. <laughs> It was up for the Oscar too, wasn't it? Like he was up for like yeah. best actor and stuff. It, it's it's a good movie if you've never what, seen the was, wrestling. Wasn't there also like rumors that like after this, like they were like, oh, Mickey Rourke's gonna go into wrestling now. Be, you know, have like a short little span into it. Nah, I don't think. I, I think he. I think it was like a WWE thing. Like, and I was like, no, don't, don't nah. do it, don't do an Arquette, please don't. There do are an there are some professional wrestlers in that movie. Oh though. yeah. Well, who's the guy who fights in the end? Um, I don't want to ruin it if people have never seen it. I don't know. I don't I want I, I don't want to say it's Norman Smiley. But full cast and crew. I also have a kind of crush on Evan Rachel Wood, the girl. Uh-huh. His daughter in it. She's the one that's in Westworld. There are some documentaries. Ernest the Cat Miller is in this. That's that's who it is. It, oh, that's who he faced. I always get him and Norman Smiley <laughs> mixed up. Wait, can you do Norman Smiley's move? Wasn't it the big wiggle? <laughs> he just slides his fucking yeah. hand down his chest. And he starts, nuts. Doesn't he have the guy like in a like a like bent over like a doggy <laughs> style move? Yes. Oh my God! WCW with their their the, WCW's jobbers were a hell of a lot better than WWE's jobbers. Didn't you send me the video of La Parka? Yes, yeah, I did. Where out, he, that he, wasn't him. <laughs> a he didn't come out doing the dance, the robot. He was, and then the one foot hop spin. He didn't do that. He didn't have a chair. Which, if you read the comments, everybody says, "Where's the chair?" Where's the chair? Wow. Um, He's old, I would assume. Oh, yeah. but, yeah, when, but, when was La Parca? That was what, like 10, years, 10, 15 years ago? That was at the, the WCW Ten, times. Yeah. Uh, Beyond the Mat, you said, as a documentary. That's a great one. Yeah. When you see Mick Foley's kids crying because he's getting beat over the head <laughs> with a chair by The Rock. <laughs> it was a good one. The Resurrection of Jake the Snake. A lot of the, a lot of the WWE documentaries... Are good. Yes. Are, are very good. Very good. Um, Jake the Snake, to see that. I don't know if that was a WWE one because he was like smoking crack and shit in it. Not, then I would say probably not. Like he was smoking crack in a hotel room with a towel around his head, like talking about how much he loved his daughter and he wanted to go see his daughter. And it was. <sighs> it's, it's. When I went to one of those independent shows down in like Central Jersey, down by the, the shore, um, Jake Roberts was one of the, the you know, the highlight guys that they, they bring on. And, you know, obviously he does his five moves. And, oh, look, they won and all that shit. He was, like, in a tag team because you, you know he was bad off then. And then he went on his, like, whole, like, Jesus kick, the yeah. religion and stuff like that. And I'm sitting Yoga. there going, no, it wasn't. It was just, like, religious kind of stuff and how he found God and put God in his life. And I, at that point, I was like, all right, you lost me, dude. I mean, the 50 people that are here, I'm out. 99 out of 49. Like, no, I'm done. I guess he turned his life around with, yoga, with, DDP, with yoga. DDP yoga. You know how many lives freaking he saved? He saved two already, at least. He, he saved two Hall of Famers. Jake the Snake and Scott Hall. And that's why they put him in the WWE Hall of Fame. <sighs> DDP. Mm-hmm. Thanks for saving two guys for us. I mean, you sucked. <laughs> yeah, you you were. You're, no, you weren't. You weren't good for, in WWE. I mean, no. you were okay in, in WCW. WCW. But 
But then again, it says a lot about WCW. And oh, the only reason but why that he, was in the heyday when WCW yeah. when he was. But I mean, we can go off on this forever. But like, he organically grew. Oh yeah, into a main eventer. It wasn't. They didn't push he, him like Roman Reigns. He was a manager for for Hall and Nash, the the great Oz, and the Diamond Stud. To to the what you saw is Diamond Dallas Page and his Diamond Cutter, right? And then the Carl Malone, Jay Leno, like mm-hmm. like he was the guy that like, all right, look, I'll do it, and then eventually he earned his stripes mm-hmm. to it. Glow. They don't do that anymore. <clears throat> no. Uh, next movie here we have Glow, the story of women's wrestling. I actually remember watching shows on Saturdays. I for do. Glow. I remember watching Glow. They always had the like super huge fat chick that like beat everybody and they had like the big john stud chick yeah that's what i and then they had like the pretty girls i i don't i haven't watched it it's gonna be on my uh to-do list to watch the what's the one on netflix it's glow they have a show glow it's like a new generation kind of glow it's not wrestling though it's like the behind the scenes behind the scenes stuff yeah stuff i remember watching glow and that stupid roller derby stuff yeah i remember roller derby on channel nine yeah and then probably one of the best documentaries is the rise and fall of ECW and the Monday Night Wars. Those I, two are. I, I I say the 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 rise and fall of WCW and and the the whole Monday Night Wars thing, that the Ric Flair documentary that the WWE the that put just, out. No, the one that just came out on ESPN. Yes. The Andre the Giant. Andre one. the Giant one. The Ric Flair. Any. I think if you even throw Hulk Hogan into one of these things, I will all go holy shit. You mean like if they do a Hulk Hogan documentary? Yes. The way that ESPN did Ric Flair's 30 for 30, the way they did Andre the Giant's HBO one. HBO one. You do a Hulk Hogan documentary? Yeah. I'm in. They'll do it when he dies. They're not going to do it while he's alive. And I'm not going to be a fanboy. I'm going to sit there like I did during the Flair one, during the Andre one, and just look at it and go, wow. Just like I even watched the Rise and Fall and Monday Night Wars and all that kind of stuff. I was like, wow. It's interesting now as we are older to figure out what happened back then that made it so popular and what the hell they did wrong. Yep. Well, it's, I mean, some when you're younger, you don't see the business side of it. When you're younger, it's like, oh, look, Hulk Hogan, Sting, Undertaker. Whee! Yeah. But, and then you grow up and you go, man, they're paying all these guys this much money. And meanwhile, they're wrestling for seven minutes of the show. <laughs> and I've got to watch, you know, Three. Uvitude Guerrero. Hoovy juice. Hoovy wrestle <laughs> Dean Malenko for 20 minutes because Hogan can only do a six-minute match. Yeah, what, what, so wait, can we do, can we talk about Hogan's moves real quick? Let's see. Do you um, want match A, match B, <laughs> match C? It's body slam. Yeah, it's clothesline. Clothesline, leg drop. It's it's the, the the grip the grip thing to to where he's got to do his whole like the ejac- slaps the ejaculatory freaking head yeah. shaking shit the where he gets slapped in the face and does the point yeah um, <sighs> maybe maybe a suplex if it's somebody smaller I think you just described every move you can do in the eight bit Nintendo's W uh, WrestleMania yeah. <laughs> I think no that's you, all you could can do, do a pile driver oh could you yeah. Uh. I mean, people said that about Cena too. Like, yeah, think, he's he's like a he's like a a retread of Hogan. It, he doesn't have too many moves. But he's gonna do a hell of a lot more than fucking Hogan uh, yes. could have done. 
Uh, Bobby Lashley's eyebrows, man. (laughs) Nightmares. Oh, my goodness. He's like the boogeyman without the makeup. Oh, my God, the boogeyman. Yeah. I'm the boogeyman. (laughs) (laughs) There's your Royal Rumble fucking contestant. (laughs) Coming in number 30. Oh, can you imagine if they put in put him in his number thirty, just you know because they listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why they do it. You sure? Are you positive? I'm positively Paige. <laughs> positively Paige. Oh, well, I was gonna say before. You know why DDP made it famous because of his wife. Hey, the, the Nitro Girls. Do. Hey, Sean. So you're saying the same about Sean Michaels because he's married to a Nitro girl. Oh yeah, that's right. Fire or whatever. Yeah, redhead. How original. Look, they were big chested. They were cheerleaders for wrestling. <laughs> but we all watched, didn't we? Hey, DDP's wife was in the forty-year-old virgin. Ah, high stick super kicks podcast episode number fourteen. Lights, camera, action. Now in the books. In the can. In the can. I used to say in the books in the previous life podcasting. Mm-hmm. Nobody reads books anymore. No. Except for me. Yeah, that's Paul a Newman's biography. That's right. HSSKpod.com for all your social media and downloading needs. Pick your download medium of choice, whether you're an iTunes user, you're a Googler, uh, Spotify, all those, all those things. P- click the link, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mom. Tell your mom's grandma. Grab your grandma and your mom's phone and just hit subscribe. Unsubscribe and subscribe. Yeah, do it right. like ten times. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Let us know, too, you know, that, that you're reaching out on Twitter and Facebook and all that happy horseshit. Hey, Dave, do you have anything else you want to tell the people about this show? Let's go, Devils. Toodles. Game number two tomorrow. Woo!